uh, right now we are in the series called The Way We Worship. Brother Foster got us started uh, awesome uh, last week uh, in talking about worship. And uh, we learned about our identity as worshipers. And we were created to worship. And if you're going to worship something. There's people out there right now, uh, today, worshiping something. And if we're going to worship something, you might as well be the one who created us. Amen. And so I appreciated uh, Brother Foster's uh, getting us started on this. And this week, we're going to go ahead and for the next few minutes, talk about praise. What's the difference? We're going to talk about praise. We're specifically, we're going to talk about the seven words of praise. And I, I want you to, to uh, come into this with this question in your mind. What is the difference between worship and praise? We, we got a good uh, understanding of worship last week from Brother Foster. Uh, on, on worship, right, as an identity. It, it's something that's reserved to God alone. It is a lifestyle. Worship is who we are. Uh, worship is it's, it's what, what we do. Everything that we do, every motivation, desire, passion that we have, it is with the focus of glorifying God. And, and it's, it's a lifestyle of worship. But now praise, praise is what we do through worship. Praise is what we do in worship. Uh, in general terms, uh, you, you, you can praise, really, without worship. You can praise anybody. Right? You, you can praise, uh, you can praise the, the mailman because he brought you that one thing you were waiting for. You, you praise the, the weatherman because they get it right two out of ten times. Right? And, and so, you know, praise in itself, in general definition, really, you know, no big deal. But when it comes to praise to God in worship, it is a very, very big deal. Uh, because the Bible commands us to praise. Uh, I learned something, I shared it with Brother Foster, that, it, you know, the Bible's full of commands. There's tons, there's so many commands. And if you do a study of how many times we're given the command to praise, there's, a whole, there's too many to even go over today. And when you start uh, reading and studying about commands in general, did you know that the command to praise is second only to one other command that is given the most in the Bible? The number one command in the Bible that you that, that's uh, referenced as a command is to do not do to not fear the Lord. Fear not. You'll hear that more than any other command in the Bible. Second to that is the phrase to praise God. To praise. So it's a big deal in a sense that God wants praise. He expects us to praise. Uh, angels and heavenly hosts are commanded to praise. Uh, all inhabitants of the earth are instructed to praise. The Bible says that we can praise him in singing. We can praise him in shouting, in, with the dance, in, with music. Praise is practical. It is a verb more than a noun. Does that make sense? Okay, praise, it, it is a practical thing. It is something that we express. Uh, it, the, uh, I think the general definition in the dictionary says praise means to express approval or commendation, to give applause. C.S. Lewis has a great uh, explanation of what praise means. He says that uh, we praise when we delight in something. We praise that that we enjoy. Not because of the praise itself, because our, our, our delight, our joy is not complete until we express what we're feeling. And to every worshiper, everyone who, has, who, who, who knows, who has experienced God, who has been filled with the Spirit of God, you cannot help but praise God. Because it completes that joy, that, that fire within you, that unspeakable joy that you have by praising God. Amen. So it is expressive. It, it, is, it is faith in action. 
Hebrews 11 and 6 says that without faith it is impossible to please him. For he comes to God, for those who come to God must believe that he is and he is the reward of those who diligently seek him. We seek God through praise. And when you seek him through praise, guess what? He's going to show up. He will present himself. The Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. Think about that. Imagine a big giant radar in the command center of heaven. And here you are in this little place called Liberty. And you begin to praise. And there's this little bleep that begins to flash in the screen in the command center of heaven. And God sees that bleep and he says there's praise taking place. And he cannot help but to be present where that praise is. Because he inhabits the praises of his people. He inhabits praise. Now, I'm not claiming that the United Pentecostal Church has the copyright on how to praise God. I'm not. But according to the commands that we're going to cover briefly, that the Bible gives us about praise, I'm telling you, I'm saying this with humility, no one does it better. All right? No one does it more complete. All right? When Holy Spirit filled people, one God apostolic who has received the revelation, get together. There is nothing better for them to do than to praise God, and they do it in so many different ways, and it's all expressive. It's action. It's not, you know, I think I'm, I'm going to praise God. No, no, no. You actually praise God. Right? You jump. You scream. You, you, you are in action expressing your delight for God. That's praise. Okay, that, that is praise. We, we boast about God. So now let's get to the seven. Now the seven that I have to cover. I got seven to cover here. In the Hebrew word, there are seven ways that God commands us to praise using the word praise. But in the Hebrew, it's a different word. And the first one is the word halal. Halal. Psalms 20, uh, 22 and 22 says that I will declare thy name unto the brethren in the midst of the congregation, and I will praise thee. I will halal this. And what does that mean? It is, halal, number one, in the Hebrew is the primary root word for praise. Right? You heard of the, the word hallelujah. Right? It, it, it talks about praise in general. It is to, and it literally, this is what it means in the Hebrew, to be clear. It means to shine a light on something, to boast, to show, and celebrate, and to be clamorously foolish about it. Amen? Amen. Foolish to the world. But you know what God is doing? He's going, oh, I love it. To act madly about who you're praising. Halal is what King David did or was doing when he praised God as the Ark of the Covenant was returning. He was, he was just praising. He was dancing. He didn't know what to do. He, was, he just needed to express his delight in God there in 2 Samuel. You know, the world does it. You ever, you ever seen uh, fans after their team wins or scores in the last second? They, what do they do? They get up and they jump. They're screaming. They're hollering. They're giving each other high fives. They're rolling on the ground. They're expressing their joy and delight. Halal. And God commands us to halal. Right? He's commanding us to halal. He, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that after this seven, you get a, some of you get a little bit of a license now to be a little more free about how you praise God. Amen. Number two, yada. Somebody say yada. All right, we're going to learn a little Hebrew, at least how to speak it. Um, yada, Psalms 42 and 11. Right? It, it's... Do we have it up there? Not up there. So 42.11, yada is, 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 is verb. It, it, it means why am I discouraged, right? In the New uh, Living Translation, it says, why am I discouraged? 
Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God and I will praise him. I will, and the Hebrew says, yada, my Savior in God. What does that mean? It is a verb and literally it means to extend the hand. In a different way. Because there's going to be another one we're going to talk about that talks about raising hands too. But this, in the Hebrew definition, it means extended hands. To throw out the hand in reverence. In, in, in just letting go. It, it was done often in the form of admission or submission. It, it yada, to, to praise God in yada means to, to, to trust him due to your limited capabilities. Or helplessness. It is where you just throw up your hands and say, I can't do this anymore. You take over, God. Right? And it is a form of praise. God, I, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. God, I, I, I can't see past the problem. I, I don't, you know, I, I'm just going to go ahead and lift my, lift my hands, let you take over. And I'm just going to praise you and acknowledge that I can't do it by myself. I can't do it at all, but only you can. Amen. This is the lifting of hands that says, not my will, God, but yours be done. Mary demonstrated this in conversation. When at the wedding of Cana, they came to her and said, hey, we are out of the good stuff and we need some more and I don't know what to do. And, and Mary, in, in words, not, he, she didn't express it, but in words, said, you know what? Whatever he says, go do. I, there's, I, my capabilities have ended. I can't do anything more about this. And God, said, and God is commanding us to praise him in Yara, to just give up your, your persistence ability to find out that you in the end can't do it on your own and just praise him. Number three, Shabbat. Actually, it's Shabbat. Whenever you see the CH in definition, it always got that gurgling. Shabbat. Psalms 47 and 1 says, oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout. Shout to God with the voice of triumph. I know I'm, some of you are still waking up. I'm sorry, but it's a command. All right? Shout. It means to literally shout, to address in a loud tone, to command in triumph. This is not a timid shout. This is not I'm going to do it because he's doing it. I want to be louder than him. This is because it's coming from you, and you are feeling the victory that God has promised you. Hallelujah. To shout. Isaiah 12 and 6, I know I didn't give you this in the back, but it says to cry loud, shout for joy, oh, inhabitants of Zion. This praise is authoritative. It is on the side of victory. And when victory is not present, it is through faith that we still worship God because you know the victory that's about to happen. It, it, it is bold. It, it, it is that shout that David says, I am glad when they said unto me. It, 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 is, it is like you going to a place where only special invited people get in, and you're walking in there with your car that says, I'm invited. Get out of my way. You shout. And God is commanding us to praise him. Amen? I came from, from, from a tradition where you weren't supposed to speak very loud in church. And then I started, I mean, this is so deliberating. God wants you to use... That energy that you used to shout at the dog or the neighbor or at your favorite team to declare his victory. Amen? Shout. Number four. Toda. Say it with me. Toda. Toda. There it is. Raising hands. Psalms 26 and 7 says that I may proclaim with the voice of thanksgiving or the voice of Toda. And in the Hebrew it means praise. 
and, and tell of all of your wondrous works. The word Torah comes from yada, as you can imagine, right? And uh, means to extend hands, but in the spirit of thanksgiving. This is when we raise our hands in, with joy. The command to praise through Torah is declarative in a sense that we are just thankful, God, that you are here for all, what you have done. It's different than yada because it's not a last resort lifting of hands. It's not. It, it, it is a lifting of hands to let the world know I am a witness of what God has done for me. The Hebrew, the Hebrew scholars call this Torah, it, the, uh, the expression as if you were in a court of law, as a witness, raising your hands. I'm one of his. Raising your hands. I've been saved by him. Raising your hand. You know what? I, used, I, I was once lost, but now look at me. I am found. It is a raising your hands to declare to the world that you are one of his and you are his witness. Amen? It is practiced with the implication that we raise our hands saying that his word is true. We are witnesses that his promises are true. That he doesn't lie. That he, it never fails. It, it is a declaration by the lifting of our hands. God. Yes, he is. Amen? Number five. Barak. Or, again, this is really, uh, in the Hebrew, even though it has a K, it's that gurgling sound. Barach. It must have sound awesome in the Hebrew. It says in Psalms 95 and 6, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel down before the Lord, our maker. Right? So now you, you can see what it means. It, it literally means to, to kneel down, to bless God as an act of adoration. You're blessing God in doing this. It is a whole body salute. You for those of you who understand what salute, right, is that ultimate respect, you're paying attention. It is a whole body salute unto God. You're blessing him and kneeling down. And God commands us to do this. It is a form of praise. And, and this form of praise appears in the Bible nearly 300 times to bow down before him. In practical terms, the worshipers praise God in a lifestyle of yielding to God, kneeling before him, expressing humility you know, I, I used to think that raising their hands was kind of uh, hard for some people who have a hard time letting go and, and pride still poking at them. But this is the ultimate way you can express your humility to God. That whole body salute saying, God, you are above everything and anything that I could ever, ever think it's important or, or represent. Rock. Number six, Tehillah. I was having fun reading this because I remember when I took Hebrew in seminary. Um, I only love Hebrew because I had to take Greek. And Greek was terrible. It's so technical. Hebrew, the Hebrew language is so easy. It's because it's very emotional and expressive. And it's, so, and it's not very, the vocabulary is not that big. So that's why I like it. That's why they use the same word to mean five different things. Tehillah means this. Sing unto the Lord for he has done glorious things. Let this be known unto all the world. The Hila is derived from the root word halal, which means singing halal. Right? We are singing to glorify God. It, it is a praise that just, you just break out in a song. Right? It's, it's spontaneous singing. Sometimes my, my, my kids will think I'm, I'm silly because I begin to just, I, I, I'm, I'm singing unto God even though I'm just making it up. Because I'm singing unto God how I feel about him. And they're like, that's not the church song. No, I'm praising God, right? I am praising him. I am making melody. I am, I am praising him and 
with songs. Psalms 22 and 3. You know, that this is the, this is, I read this already. I talked about this. Psalms 23 says that God inhabits the praise of his people. The word praises is that is being used here is the healer. God inhabits the singing praises of his people. You want God to show up. You know what you need to start doing, right? You need to start getting silly and start praising God in song. You don't need to sound like the best of the best. You just need to open your mouth and sing. Some people sing by letter. Some people sing by note. I sing by letter. I open my mouth and I just let her rip. Okay? And God loves it. He just shows up to heal and he commands us to do it. And number seven, as I close, Zamar. Say it with me. Zamar. And this is what you see up here in instruments. It means to pluck the strings of an instrument and sing. It's usually accompanied by praise, singing praise. To touch the strings, the Hebrew says, parts of musical instruments. To make music accompanied by voice. Psalms 33 and 2 says, praise the Lord with melodies and the lyre. Make music for him on the ten-string heart. This. And I might take some criticism for this, but you know what? Pentecost lead in this. Some of the best musicians come out of Pentecost. Because they do it not because they want to sound good. They do it not because they want to impress them, but they do it because they want to praise God. The focus is always praising him. The focus is always, I'm making music unto God now so that some recording artist out there can be looking at me saying, oh, you know what? This. No, no. They're praising God. It is comforting. Why? Because they're praising God through their worship, which is their identity as a worshiper unto God. Right. Amen? Amen? Zamar. To do it with music. Why don't you stand with me? So there you have it. And I pray that, I know it was fast, you know, it was kind of a shotgun expression of praise. But that you got a little bit of understanding of what praise is in worship. You can do it in so many ways. Don't box yourself into one kind of praise. Number one, because God's commanding you to do it in so many other ways. But praise Him. These seven Hebrew words together as one form the whole of praise. Within these seven words, there is a completeness of praise of our love and our delight for him. Amen? And you're, and you're going to see it. You see it every now and then. You see it in service where somebody is doing, running that way. The other person is running the other way. There's somebody shouting over there. There's somebody raising his hand. Guess what they're doing? They're praising God. And God is in the presence of his people. Let us continue to worship him. What a great leader.